Money Pit is presented by Bonide and Home Advisor. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Podcast. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, what are you working on today on this beautiful spring weekend? If that involves your house, are you fixing up the outside? Are you trying to get the lawnmower cranking? Are you working on your deck, working on your patio? Maybe taking on an inside project in your apartment, your condo, your co-op? Whatever's on the to-do list, give us a call because we are here to help. The number is 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. And we will start the show with bad news, Leslie. Oh, it's no, that time it? of year when pollen levels reach their peak. So achoo-achoo, all you allergy sufferers out there, it is time once again to, to close uh, your windows, close your windows, <laughs> uh, you know, pick up an extra box or two of tissues and just be ready to be a little bit miserable for this part of the season. But we will give you some good news. And that is we're going to have some advice this hour on specific ways that you can improve the indoor air quality in your home. And some of these tips are really easy to do. Some of them are low cost. Many are no cost. We're going to try to help you breathe easier just ahead. I mean, I always find it amazing just when you're, you know, finally finished being cooped up from the winter and you want to open the windows. That's when both of my kids allergist is like, oh, yeah, don't open the windows again ever. You're like, no, I just want fresh air. It's a rough time of the year, you guys, plus taxes. So let's get on to better home improvement things. Are you thinking about making your home smarter, but you're avoiding all that new smart home products out there because they're just too darn complicated to hook up? Well, we've got a great solution to ease that pain. We'll have some tips on smart home products that install in seconds just ahead. And would you like a very green way to grow your garden pesticide-free? We're going to have some tips on how you can use Mother Nature's all-natural pesticide to achieve a healthy garden. And with that weather finally getting nicer, are you thinking of family-friendly outdoor activities to keep your kids involved and off of those electronics? Creating a kid-friendly garden is a great way to do just that and maybe teach a bit of self-sufficiency in the process. We're going to have those tips in just a bit. But first, we're here to take your calls, your questions. So call us right now. Let us know what's going on in your Money Pit. The number is 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Dorothy in California is on the line, and she needs some help with a wall texture. Tell us what you're working on. Well, what we had, we have a wall, and it was a heater there. We, we took the heater out. It was in the hallway. And uh, then we finished everything, and now we're trying to find a way to kind of match the texture that was there originally. And what kind of texture would you have? How would you describe this texture, Dorothy? Well, it would have, like, some of them will be a round shape and the other ones like an oval shape, and then they will have little tiny circles. And then you, in some cases, you will have, like, they went over with a brush or something. So they're kind of a different type of shape and sizes of uh, circles or oval shape. Uh, okay. So um, one of the things that you can do is, you could, once that's all patched and repaired, is you can... Apply some spackle to the surface of the drywall like we used to do when it was plaster of Paris. Okay. And then you can take a wallpaper brush, which is a big, heavy, bristled brush, and twist that brush with your with your hand. Twist it, and it makes circles in that wet spackle. And if it's a big circle, use a bigger brush. If it's a smaller circle, use a smaller brush. And you can twist it and try to sort of match the pattern as closely as you can to what was there before. And then just paint the whole thing the same color, and it'll probably blend in pretty nicely. All right. 
Thank you so much for your help. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Roland in North Carolina on the line who needs some help removing some rust. What can we do for you today? I have some exposed I-beams in my basement that support uh, a port floor garage above. And uh, during construction, uh, obviously they experience some rust. And uh, they're 20 feet long, uh, 12 inches high. So I've got about 400 uh, square feet, if you will, of uh, rusted steel. And I'm looking to paint them or finish them off a little bit. And I was looking at the Rust-Oleum products and figuring I would go through 15 or 20 cans just to cover that amount of space. So I was wondering if you guys had a better idea and how much prep I should do. Should I just leave? It's a, they haven't rusted since the house has been finished. Um, but it does have you know, a coating of rust on there. Is there a better way and, and how should I be concerned about prepping them before painting? Well, a light sanding would be important to remove any of that loose rust, that loose surface rust. And it's not deep. It's just on the surface. That's right. And then uh, using a Rust-Oleum primer would be the next step, not the surface paint, but the primer. Now, instead of using you know individual spray cans, why don't you buy the gallons of Rust-Oleum and rent a sprayer if you have to, a paint sprayer from a rental yard? It would make it super easy. Right. That's the best way to go. Yeah, plus, you know, you're inside and using a can of spray paint is not going to make you feel very well and certainly going to make the house stink up a storm. Um, while certainly easy for, you know, application, it's not really the best approach for an interior project. If you're using, you know, regular paint through a sprayer, as long as you protect everything and cover up your ceiling from overspray and the floor, etc., you're going to be in great shape. What I like to do is to try to depressurize a room when I'm spraying in it. So how would you do that very simply? You'd open up a window, stick a window fan in it, make sure it points out, and then open up another window or a door on the other side of the room and get some cross-ventilation. This way you're always moving the air outside the house, replacing it with fresh air. Sounds good. Is there, is there any concern with um, the rust coming back through? Not if you prime it. If, if you don't prime it, it can definitely come right through. But if you prime it, especially with a, with a rust-inhibiting primer like Rust-Oleum, it's going to kind of lock that in place. And as long as you don't have any kind of like serious leakage or something like that, I don't expect it to come back through. Super. Thanks so much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are listening to The Money Pit. Hey, post your home improvement question to us at moneypit.com or call us 24-7 at 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor. They make it fast and easy to find top-rated home pros you can trust for any home project. Just ahead with allergy season upon us, if you want to breathe easy at home, indoor air quality is just as important as the air you breathe outside. We're going to have some tips on how you can improve that inside air and avoid the sneezes just ahead. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. 
And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit. Call in your home improvement or decor question right now with one 888 Pit. presented by HomeAdvisor.com. They make it fast and easy to find top-rated home pros. Plus, it's 100% free to use. All right, now we've got Rich in Kentucky on the line who's dealing with a condensation issue. Rich, how can we help you? Went in the crawl space, you know, last year to run some wire, and I got all this water, and it's on the uh, heating and air ducts. And it's nice, fresh, clean water dripping on the uh, vapor barrier. When I bought the house, the, the two vents that are down there are blocked. I, they might have did that when they put in the radon vapor barrier system. So basically, I was mopping it up with the towel and putting it in a bucket to get it out of there. And I was just, you know, same thing's going to happen this summer when I run the air condition, I guess. This is a crawl space that's unfinished, and you have a radon ventilation system in the crawl space? Or it's a basement? Uh, the radon's in the basement, but I thought there was a tube going into the... Yeah, because typically, here's what you're going to do. With, with a radon system, the basement, if it's finishable, it's going to be sealed and have a ventilation system installed into it. The crawl space is usually, you never put a radon system in a crawl space because a crawl space is always vented. And if the crawl space is open to the basement, then if anything, you might seal off the space between the crawl space and the basement to create two separate and distinct areas that have their uh, respective levels of ventilation. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's pretty much blocked off. I guess the radon doesn't go in there then. So now let's talk about your moisture problem. Now, what you're seeing in the ductwork is condensation uh, because the ducts get cold when you run air conditioning and you have warm, moist air in the crawl space area and that condenses on the outside surfaces of the ducts and, and they drain. Basically, they drip. So... What can you do about that? A couple of things. First of all, we can take some steps to reduce the amount of humidity that you have in the crawl space. So how do we do that? Well, number one, I want you to look at your gutters outside. Make sure that the gutters are clean, free-flowing, and discharging away from the house. We want no water collecting anywhere near the first four to six feet away from that foundation. Because that's just going to find its way right back into your crawl space. Exactly. Big U-turn. Okay. Then look at the slope of the soil and make sure that the soil slopes away and make sure the gutters are finally clean. So that, all that water from the rain is moving away from the house, that's good. The next thing that you can do is you can make sure that those, ventilate, that those vents are open in the crawl space. And then thirdly, you can add a dehumidifier. Take a look at the Santa Fe dehumidifiers. They're best in the business. They are Energy Star rated, so they're not going to cost you normally to operate. And they're going to totally dry out that crawl space. And then the fourth thing that you can do is insulate the ducts. So drainage on the outside, open up the vents, get a Santa Fe dehumidifier, and then insulate the ducts. And that will stop the problem. Well, if you are an allergy sufferer and want to breathe easy at home, it's important to improve the indoor air quality and reduce those allergy inducers inside your house. So here's a few things that you can do. First, you want to change your air filters on a regular basis. And before each new season, 
to make sure you're removing pollen, dust, and mold. Now, a whole house air purification system, which is connected to your HVAC system, is also a good option to get rid of those airborne particles. And some of these systems are so efficient, they can also take out germs and bacteria, as well as remove chemical odors and vapors. Mm -hmm. And you've got to remember to dust and vacuum really regularly. You want to keep your windows closed at night to prevent the pollen from drifting into your home and instead use your air conditioning, which will help clean and dry the air as well. Now, if you've been outside all day, the doctors always recommend showering, washing your hair, get all that pollen off of you before you get into your nighttime clothes and hang out around the house. You want to wash your laundry in very hot water. That'll keep the dust mites off, especially on your sheets. Stay inside if you can when the pollen count is at its highest, as well on those windy days. Even if the pollen count is low, that wind is just going to blow the pollen all around and make things terribly uncomfortable for you. Try, if you can, to keep the windows of your house as well as your car closed on those days as well. I know our allergist says to keep them closed all the darn time. So just think about keeping those windows closed. And remember, laundry hung out to dry also attracts pollen. So just use the dryer in the house. It'll keep all of those allergens out of side where you want them to be. And don't let your pets sleep in your bed because they're outside. They're rolling around in the pollen. I don't think you're washing them down every time they come in and out because they can carry that pollen on their fur and then put it right into the bed. And then everybody's sneezing. I know I sound like a broken record on this because it's just what I deal with with my two boys who have like the worst seasonal allergies. And it's it's really (laughs) it's no fun. (laughs) Yeah. Now, changing the air filter in your HVAC system um, is also going to make sure the air that you're breathing is easier, but it also extends the life of the system. System. So what you want to look for is a pleated air filter with a MERV rating, and MERV stands for Minimum Efficiency Reporting Value. It basically shows you how good a job the filter is going to do at filtering out all that dust and mess. You're looking for a rating of 13 or higher. That's going to help you capture all the small particles as well. It's also going to protect and improve the performance of your heating and cooling system, and it's just going to make the air in your home cleaner overall. i got to tell you, sometimes just spending a few bucks on a filter like that can help preserve your air conditioning system and avoid you having to spend thousands of dollars on a new system in the middle of the summer, which, cause you know, it always breaks down the hottest day of the year, right? So of course. make sure you're changing out those filters on a very regular basis. Anna in Florida, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Well, I have a problem with a painted banister. We have uh, a white staircase, white banister painted. And it, after a while, we've been cleaning it and it gets a lot of dirt into the paint, and the paint has become sticky. I need to know what to maybe seal it with or some suggestions. Well, at this point, if you've gotten um, kind of a sticky mess on your hands, there is no sealing. You're going to have to go back to... Yeah, uh, you've like worn through the finish. Right. You're going to have to go back to the raw wood and get as much of that old paint off as possible. So I would use a paint stripper first. Uh, there's a pretty good product called Rock Miracle that we like that does a good job. Get as much of that paint off as you possibly can. Then use a good quality primer. Oil-based is best, and go up from there. There's nothing at this point, if you've got a, a, a you know goopy, sticky, yucky surface that you should put on top of that, it's only going to make the matters worse, Anna. It's not goopy. It's more just sticky, and it, it gets grime into it. It's the only yeah. thing I can tell you. Um, right. I was hoping I could maybe save it, but, you know, it's an awful lot of stripping. Yeah, I understand that. But the problem is that, you know, anything you put on top of that is just going to make it worse right now. When the paint gets to be that in that kind of condition, you got to really start taking off some layers. I mean, you may not have to go down to raw wood, but you certainly got to get off the upper couple of layers and go from there. Oh, 
Okay. All right. Well, I was hoping you had a magic, but <laughs> sometimes we do, but not always. Sometimes the only magic is is the hard elbow grease that has to go into a project. Okay. What kind of paint was would you suggest on a wall base? I know that. Well, for priming, yeah. I just know oil base primer. Only you get better adhesion with it. And then it's better to use a glossy finish because anything with a glossy finish has more layers of that finish in it to achieve that high gloss or a semi-gloss, and then it's more cleanable or easily wipeable. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. Keith in Illinois is on the line. How can we help you today? Uh, I have a one-and-a-half-story house that has a, uh, on the second floor is the, um, all the rooms are basically half height. They've got the, in the middle, they're full height, but on the edges, they're they're not, you know, that's where the closets are at. During certain times of the year, the trusses tend to expand, and it lifts the drywall in the edges and causes it to curl, you know, along the seams. And the builder wanted to put uh, crown molding up there to prevent that. And what I had wanted to do, obviously, was prevent the action completely. Uh, it had been recommended before to add ventilation above the attic to get good airflow through there. The builder has said that by adding additional venting, which would be, I would consider the side vents, he said that would actually ruin the venting system that's already in place, which is in the eaves. Do you have any additional recommendations for that? Well, a couple of things. First of all, truss lift happens when the trusses shrink and they pull up in the middle of the room, and that's why you get the ceiling cracks, correct? Yes. And the ventilation you have right now, do you have continuous soffit venting? Yes. And do you have ridge venting down the peak of the roof? Yes. Well, you've already got the best ventilation system out there. So as long as that's working properly, it's not blocked, there's no point in putting additional ventilation in there. Okay. Now, um, is it possible for you to get above the trusses down, like right above the ceiling? Uh, well, you know, I can't get above that area. I mean, they, it's boxed off, and, of course, they have it insulated, but they do have the, uh, you know, the styrofoam uh, blocks that prevent the insulation from blocking the, the Trust, but no, I can, you know, unless I cut through the top of the roof, I cannot get above the, above the ceiling there. Well, I mean, the, if, if the trusses were installed correctly, which of course isn't going to help you, uh, there are some L shaped truss clips that they would have installed that could have prevented this problem that help as the roof expands and contracts. The reason I asked you if you could get to them is because they may be able, you may be able to install them after the fact. But if you can't get to them, then I'm afraid there's really not an easy solution to this. If you were to add a second layer of drywall over what you have, and you were very careful to make sure that the seams didn't line up with the seams you have now, you may create a roof that's strong enough, or a ceiling that's strong enough, to not show cracks like it is. I would also glue the new layer to the old layer, but again, I would overlap those seams, so to speak. Does that make sense to you? Yes, they are. So they don't line up. And that might make it strong enough because right now there's no strength in the seams. You know, it's just the paper. So that's yeah. going to be the weakest part of the of the ceiling structure. If you were to put a second layer of drywall and glue across that, then I think you would have a really, really sturdy ceiling and it would be unlikely that it would continue to crack. If I could stand on the you know, because I can get in the attic and, and get up to the where the where the two before's come together in the truss. Would I be able to screw in a uh, a bracket there? That's what you're suggesting to basically strengthen that joint? Keith, if you can get on top of the drywall, so to speak, those trusses are going to be attached to interior walls in some places, correct? Yes. So what you would do is you would have to detach them from the interior walls, and you would put an L-clip in place of the nails. 
the clip is attached on one side. There's a slot on the other, and that allows the truss to move up and down, and it will relieve some of that off-lip and cracking. Now, when you do that, you might see over the next year, uh, if, if the truss starts to try to move again, you may see some nail pops that occur. And if that's the case, you want to punch them up and through to kind of relieve the pressure and then patch the drywall. But I do think by the time you go through all that work, that it might be an easier solution just to put a second layer of drywall on because your pro- your problem is primarily with the seams, and that's going to be the easiest way to fix that. Yeah, it does sound like it. All right. Thank you very much. Just ahead, would you like to make your home smarter, but you're avoiding all those new smart home products because they just seem too darn complicated to hook up? Well, we've got a great solution to help ease that pain. We're going to share some tips on smart home products that install in seconds. I mean it, guys. Seconds just ahead. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, if you've thought about adding a smart home product to your home, but you've hesitated because maybe you're just a little bit afraid that you're not quite smart enough to hook it up or maybe just not (laughs) savvy enough... Listen, I feel your pain. Some of it is confusing. Well, some of these products really are a hassle. They're confusing. And as a result, some folks just choose to skip the smart home revolution altogether. Well, one company has made it their mission to bring smart home products to the market that offer safety, security, energy efficiency, and convenience. But they can do that with an installation that gets done in minutes, not hours, by virtually anyone. 
Dean Finnegan is the CEO of SwitchMate, and he joins us now. Welcome, Dean. Thank you, guys. Good to be here, Tom and Leslie. So we've been reporting on the smart home market for a lot of years now, and the complexity of the installation is definitely something that holds back a lot of folks, especially those that are older than, say, about maybe 25. <laughs> you guys have really set out to change all that. We have. We have, Tom. What, uh, what we do is, and what we've always done, is we look at product categories and we identify the primary barriers that are keeping the mass market consumer from adopting technologies. Uh, specifically females, but obviously males as well. Everyone likes simplicity. And what we often find is the biggest barrier is complexity. They're, they're just too complicated to install and configure and to operate. Um, and then usually there's some other technology hurdle. And in the case of, of smart home products, it's the ability for Wi-Fi modules to get cloud access and how much those Wi-Fi modules drain batteries. So what we did as a company is created the first long-range Bluetooth Wi-Fi on-demand ecosystem so we can uh, make products that are completely wire-free that are Bluetooth and Wi-Fi based, um, but the Bluetooth modules only use 1% the power of a Wi-Fi module, and the Wi-Fi module only turns on when you need that cloud access. That means we have products that last over a year on AA batteries. Um, and the consumer can install them without any wires, any complexity, and not have to worry about changing out the batteries constantly. We're talking about no wires, no complexity. You have products now that could be installed in literally one to two minutes. Let's uh, talk about an example of that, and that is this first no-installation smart light switch. Saw your video on that. Brilliant. It attaches right over the existing switch, and it attaches magnetically and can be controlling the room literally in just a couple of seconds with timers and motion and voice and, and, and all of those smart home elements that heretofore were just very difficult and time-consuming to take advantage of. True. And, and before we entered the market, if you wanted a smart light switch in your home, you had to bring an electrician in to replace all those hardwired switches in your home. Um, that were powered, again, because they had Wi-Fi modules in them. We created a switch that literally comes out of the box and attaches right over top of your existing switch in less than a second is the installation. And then you download the app, tap it four times, and you're up and running. And now you have a light switch that you can control with timers, motion, voice. You can walk into a room and say, kitchen lights on and they come on instantly with or without Google Home and Alexa. We have voice control within our own app. And then, of course, you can still control the switch manually or from your phone, and you can control them remotely from anywhere, anytime. Now, what about, I, I know for me, I don't have a lot of hardwired light fixtures in the house. I have a lot of, you know, tabletop lamps that plug into an outlet in the wall. Is there an option there for me to be able to control my lighting as well? There sure is. We, we actually uh, introduced the first dual smart outlet in the United States. So it actually looks just like the outlet you have now with two plugs, each one independently controlled. And, again, you just take it out of the box. This one has no batteries. You just plug it in, and within a minute, you're up and running, and you can now control not only lamps that you've plugged in, but any device in the home that you plug in. We're talking to Dean Finnegan. He's the CEO of SwitchMate, a company that has pretty much made their mission to simplify smart home products uh, in the installation that goes with that. 
Dean, you know, one of the great benefits of uh, smart home product technology is what we can do with cameras today. I know that's something that you guys have focused a lot on. And you talk about the battery life and things of this nature. You know, that's particularly important with a camera that's mounted up high. You don't want to have to keep going up and changing the batteries. You want a good, reliable signal. Um, has that been a challenge for your engineers? The biggest challenge. We actually started on this almost two years ago, and we did have a major hurdle to overcome. The the security cameras that have been out there for years required you to run wires all the way through your house, through your walls, outdoors, because, again, once again, they have Wi-Fi modules that needed to have power. So we created the first long-range Bluetooth Wi-Fi combination camera um, that actually will run for over a year, again, on AA batteries. And the installation literally from out of box to on the wall, up and running, is one to two minutes. And it's got five to 12 times more battery life than any other IP camera out in the market today. That's pretty impressive. And now the next thing you guys are doing is you're kind of bringing all this together, all of these elements together into a home security system. That seems to be where the rubber meets the road because I've seen a lot of smart home security systems and they look attractive but by the time you get into the box and you find out all the parts you got and figuring out where everything goes, yeah, you're into this thing for hours unless you, you get hung up and then sometimes you never get it installed. So I think I'd love to see a way that I could add security to my home or to my apartment um, without all of those technical hassles. Yeah, Tom, actually, you're, you're right. It's actually the product I'm proudest of. It's, it's the first completely wireless whole home security system. And when I say whole home, that means it's, it's not just a security system with a motion sensor that's going to send an alarm if, if someone walks in front of it. It actually has perimeter alarms. So the window and door sensors that go on your perimeter. So if anyone opens a window or opens a door, you, uh, you get notified. So we created the first completely wire-free whole home security system. It's got an embedded 1080p camera. It's got two window and door sensors, but most consumers will buy four to six additional sensors to alarm their whole perimeter. It's got a 100-decibel siren, two-way audio, night vision, and 24-7 professional monitoring if you want it. You don't have to buy that. You don't have to use it. You can self-monitor the system, but... uh, we offer that service from one of the largest monitoring companies in the United States for fourteen ninety five a month versus the existing alarm companies that charge thirty to forty dollars per month. Yeah, hundreds of dollars for the year. Yeah, and the beauty of a monitored alarm system is you get about a twenty percent credit on your homeowner's policy when you have one. So the product basically pays for itself in nine months. You've 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 made up that savings just on your uh, on your homeowner's policy. The beauty of this is that for the first time, the the market in the U.S. has been stuck at about 18 to 19% of homes with monitored alarm systems for about five years. This opens this up to everybody. You can install this system from beginning to end in three minutes. If you're a renter and you leave, you can take it down and install it in your new place in three minutes. So it opens up the market to virtually anyone. And the market is forecasting 62 million new homes in North America with monitored security or whole home security in the next five years. Pretty amazing number. Yeah, I mean, and plus, you know, not only the new homes, but the homes that are out there now. And, and you mentioned apartments. I was thinking about that. You know, pretty much all the other security systems that re- require some level of installation, you just can't do that if you're a renter. But this is a system that you can install, enjoy the benefits of, complete with the home monitoring, 
And then as you say, take it down, take it with you, move it to your next place. Correct. And 42% of the homes in the United, the people in the United States live in rentals, not in their own property. So it's a, a huge market. So, and, and it only has a, it's got a retail of one ninety nine ninety nine. So again, it's and an that's amazing really value. Affordable. Most of the systems out there right now, this, this category, the DIY home security category just emerged two years ago, but all the other systems take 45 minutes to, as you said, two hours to set up compared to our three minutes. The company is called SwitchMate. Their website is myswitchmate.com. Dean, you have absolutely cracked the code of uh, smart home security, convenience, energy efficiency. I can't wait to get my hands on some of your products and, and, and give them a try. Uh, but very, very impressive the way you have uh, solved the technology battle uh, and the installation battle um, at once. Dean Finnegan, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Great. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Leslie. Dean Finnegan of SwitchMate, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit and making everybody's smarter home much easier to achieve. Up next, a free and all-natural pesticide recipe for your garden. You live in a Money Pit. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now on The Money Pit's listener line at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. You can get matched with background-checked home service pros in your area and compare prices, read verified reviews, and book appointments online all for free. No matter the type of job, Home Advisor makes it fast and easy to hire a pro you can trust. Carolyn, Texas is on the line and needs some help with a driveway repair. What's going on? We have a single car asphalt driveway that goes out of the uh, farm market road past the front of the house to the back of the house and it goes between the house deck I mean the deck on the house and the storage with the carport and it's a single car asphalt drive goes around a tree and then comes back out makes a circle and comes back out and it's very important to this property and uh, it's on a slope and we want to redo it but we don't exactly want to dig up the whole thing and start over okay what's the condition of the driveway right now carol well i wouldn't call it uh, very good i wouldn't call it the worst i've ever seen well here are your options when it comes to restoring an asphalt driveway if the driveway is in structurally good shape it is proper maintenance to repair the cracks patch any holes, and then reseal the entire surface. However, if the driveway structurally is in poor condition, if it's got really broken out sections, washed out sections, if it's sunken, then you know all of the sealing and patching in the world is not going to change that. So it might be that there's a combination of things that you're going to do here, but you can do the sealing and the patching yourself. 
Uh, if you want to replace it, then, of course, that's a job for a pro. And there's sort of an in-between step, too. And you would have to have a pro look at this to determine if this is possible. But sometimes you can add an additional layer of asphalt to it and leave what you have in place but put another layer on top of it that's maybe an inch to two inches thick that could be less expensive than tearing the whole thing out. Does that make sense? Right. Well, more than anything, we just want it to look better than what it does because we plan on putting our house on the market this summer because uh, we're 69 and 71. And so uh, what we're going to do is downsize because the farm is a lot of work. (laughs) Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Are your outdoor plants plagued by bugs and pretty much other seasonal problems? Well, before you turn to pesticides, try your first and best defense, water. You know, a good, strong spray of water often takes care of bugs and any of those other outdoor plant problems, and it's much safer for you and the environment. However, if you do want to make your own pesticide, soap spray is another option. You just mix three tablespoons of liquid detergent into a gallon of water and use that weekly. Most bugs just can't tolerate the taste of soapy water, and they'll move on. Yeah, now you can also use a mixture of about a half cup of alcohol and two to three tablespoons of dry laundry soap and then a quart of warm water. You have to make the solutions fresh for every use, and the alcohol spray is really excellent for houseplants, which can be prone to all sorts of bugs like meal bugs. So some pretty simple steps that you can take there to try to keep those bugs away from your plants. Well, with the weather finally getting nicer, are you thinking of family-friendly outdoor activities to keep your kids involved and off their electronics, which I know is a daily battle? Creating a kid-friendly garden is a great way to do just that and maybe teach a bit of self-sufficiency in the process to stick around. You live in a body pit. Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your how to or decor question at 1 888 Money Pit or post it to the Money Pit's Facebook page at Money Pit. Dot com presented by Home Advisor. All right, don't forget to post your questions in the community section as well. And I've got one here from Bill who writes, I own a 1955 home. I pulled up a corner of the carpet padding and found wood floors, but there seems to be some padding sticking to the floor and the nail holes from the nail strips around the outside edges. I've read that many people have gone back to their underlying hardwoods. Is this a big or expensive project? Not as expensive as replacing the floor or putting a hardwood floor in from True. scratch. That's for sure. It's actually, I think, kind of a fun home improvement project. It doesn't require a lot of skills, just a couple of tricks of the trade. So first of all, about the padding sticking to the floor, yeah, that happens. I mean, if it's not too terribly bad, you can basically just scrape it up with a putty knife or a spackle blade or, or something of that nature. And as for the holes that are caused by what's called the tackless, which is that wood strip with all the little spikes coming out of it that holds the carpet in. I mean, but that's around the perimeter of the room. Yeah, it's not really that obvious. And if you use an appropriately colored wood filler, you can blend that right in. The key is to know how to sand it. And if it's very, if it needs almost nothing, like it's just pretty much a little bit of wear and tear because it's been protected by that big drop cloth that we call a carpet for all those years, um, what you could use is a buffing machine like you see, you know, at the mall or commercial buildings. But instead of a, of a polishing pad, you use a sanding screen that lays in the bottom of that. 
takes just off the finish, the, the fine sort of surface finish and freshens it up for a new coat of polyurethane. Or you can use a machine called a U-Sand machine, which is a little more aggressive but easy to use because it doesn't damage the floor. That you can rent at a home center. It's kind of four spinning discs inside of a square head, vacuum drawn so dust doesn't get everywhere and help you really clean that up. You'll probably end up having doing some handwork, you know, around, around the edges, but it's not a hard project to do. All right. And hopefully when you get to the middle of the floor, you don't find some mystery stain that's gone through and maybe requires a little bit more sanding, but you're going to love those wood floors. Well, with the weather finally getting nicer, are you thinking of some family-friendly outdoor activities that you can take on to keep the kids involved and, and off of those iPhones and other electronics? One option is to create a kid-friendly garden. It's a great way to teach a bit of self-sufficiency and have some fun in the process. Leslie's got some tips that you can use to get started in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie? Yeah, and I've got two ideas to help you all get started out there. First of all, give your kids their own space. Now, they're not going to learn much if mom or dad are doing the work for them, but, you know, between you and me, you also don't want to risk them damaging your garden, so give them their own space. Everybody is going to be a lot happier. It doesn't have to be a lot of space. It could be a three-by-three-foot plot or even a raised bed. That's a good starting point for them. And then you can even use string to grid that plot into one-foot squares just to help them organize different types of plants, placing the tallest plants on the back and the shortest in the front. Next, get them their own tools. It's never too early to get the kids going with a tool collection sized perfectly for their little hands, whether it's shovels and buckets that do double duty in the sandbox or real garden tools that are designed for kids. Tools make them feel like they're part of the process, just like mom and dad. Now, most stores like Home Depot, Walmart, even Target have those kid-friendly gardening tools. Even your local plant and garden center are going to have them, and they can help you figure out which veggies, which plants, which flowers are going to be the easiest and most kid-friendly, so you don't go through a lot of unnecessary killing of plants, which sometimes happens, but let's try to avoid it. Try not to kill the plants. Let's grow them, right? Seriously. Hey, for more tips on how to plant a kid-friendly garden, you'll find a post by that same title, How to Plant a Kid-Friendly Garden, right now on moneypit.com. And coming up next time on the program, since we are in the mood of talking about getting kids involved in gardening, one kind of garden they might like to play in is a butterfly garden. We're going to have the step-by-step tips for helping you create a butterfly garden. Plus, we'll give you a checklist of the best plants to include on the very next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.